And now, your feature presentation. Welcome back to the Cold Classic Podcast. As always, Cameron Jones here with my co-host, Mark Nussel. Jordan Jones. Uh, doing a little different this week. We're doing remotely. Hopefully you don't hear the difference because our technology is hopefully increasing over the years. Why would we even peel the curtain back for them? Apologize for nothing. Well, yeah, I'll fix it. A- answer in the comment section. If we sound a little distant, it's because we are. It's because Uh, we're emotionally stunted. Some of us are home for the holidays, and the others are stunted. Uh, We were a little (laughs) short. We were busy this year. We had Jordan's wedding. There was a lot going on. So we only did three Christmas movies this year. But, uh, you know, we ended with two shebangs. We gave you Home Alone, and now we're finishing off with a 2003 movie, Love Actually. Nine intertwined stories examine the complexities of the one emotion that connects us all, love. From a young, cheeky prime minister and his junior staffer, a married man tempted by his attractive new secretary, to an aging rocker trying to win his way back to the top. In this Christmas classic, we learn that love is all around us. From the man that brought you so many romantic comedies, Richard Curtis brings you the ultimate romantic comedy. Hell, we're even setting it at Christmas. I feel it in my fingers. This is one of the first movies I remember having a bunch of stars all together. And then a bunch of movies ran with it after the success of this. This is a great example where Hollywood sees something that works and just can't match it. Starring Bill Nighy, Colin Firth, Liam Neeson, Emma Thompson, Martin Freeman, Keira Knightley, Hugh Grant, Laura Linney. Thomas Brody Sangster, Alan Rickman, Billy Bob Thornton. Love Actually has actually worked its way as a modern just Christmas classic. Like it is now perennial that a lot of people watch, which is more surprising because it's rated R. It's got a little of something for everybody. If you like romantic comedies, if you don't find a storyline in here that you like, you get fucked. Love Actually is all around. Love Actually. All right, we've got um, Mark. I suggest you do this like an auctioneer. Since yeah, it's such a and thirty-five, 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 thirty-five. We got Colin first coming down the line here, and uh, Liam. Uh, uh, this one, this one is um, Love Actually, two thousand three, directed by Richard Curtis. He also um, directed About Time, which I I like Ooh, that one. I actually kind of like Rachel that. McAdams. This is actually, I think, his directing debut, if I'm not mistaken. That is no. correct. That's all I have to yep. say. He also wrote a couple other um, romantic comedies: Notting Hill, Bridget, Don- Bridget Jones's Diary. Oh, some big ones then. Yeah. Um, okay. Let's see. The music is by Craig Armstrong. You'll recognize his work from Moulin Rouge. Let's move on to the cast. We've got Bill Nighy plays Billy Mack, great character. He's also in About Time, the Cornetto trilogy, Shaun of the Dead, Arthur Christmas, Colin Firth. He plays Uncle Jamie. Fucking hate Uncle Jamie. Uh, the gentleman. Yeah, I mean, Uncle he, Jamie. He's, he's popped up in a lot recently. Uncle Jamie. The King's um, Speech. I'd say the most underrated. We all we're a King's Speech fan. King's speech. This King's podcast speech. is. We really like that movie. What's interesting about him, and I won't do this for everybody, but this movie. Like, he was already a working actor by this time, but he has had, since this movie, a later in his career renaissance being, like, an A-list, Oscar-nominated type Oscar. Um, let's see, moving on, Jamie's girlfriend, Sienna Gilroy. she's in the Resident Evil movies, Liam Neeson plays Daniel, um, I mean, taken. Straight Token, obviously, I mean, the great. Qui-Gon Jinn. Schindler's List. The Phantom Menace. Batman Begins. 
He's a great character actor, though, isn't he? But he became an action star so much later yeah. in his career, like when he was 60. He didn't make action movies before that. Uh, Emma Thompson plays Karen. Harry Potter 3 and beyond. In the new uh, uh, Beauty and the Beast, she plays Mrs. Potts, saving Mr. Banks. So she's got some Disney in her. Shout out to one of my favorite movies, uh, Stranger Than Fiction. She's the narrator author of it. It's a nice little whimsical movie starring Will Ferrell. Check it out. Uh, Martin Freeman plays John. Uh, like All these names are going to mean nothing without describing who they are, but it's kind of uh, hard Martin to. Martin Freeman, I mean, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, The Hobbit. I mean, he's Bilbo a huge Baggins. star now. Yeah. Sherlock. He's also in the Cornetto trilogy. He dipped his toes into the Cornetto trilogy. Go back and listen to our Cornetto so trilogy. Gang. I'm going to murder this name, but Chuetel Aofor plays Peter. He's an American gangster, 12 Years a Slave. Again, like, his career blossomed after, not, you know, directly after this movie as a result, but so many of these people were, in my opinion, up-and-comers, and and he was just another example. Andrew Lincoln plays Mark. I know him from The Walking Dead. I really don't know him from much else. Keira Knightley plays Juliet. I mean, Star Wars Phantom Menace once again. She was a kid actor, but she's pretty young in this one. Pirates, Atonement, Pride and Prejudice. Hugh Grant plays the Prime Minister. What a stud no, Hugh Grant is. I'd love me some Hugh Grant. Again, Notting Hill. Um, four Weddings and a Funeral, Bridget Jones's. Four Weddings and a Funeral, Bridget Jones's you, Diary. You remember, Pretty much every yeah. romantic comedy from 1999 to 2007 with British remember? people. Laura Linney plays Sarah. She's in Ozark. She was in The Truman Show. Sully. Uh, little Young Sam is played by Thomas Brody Sangster. He did do He's other in, things. Uh, Game of Thrones. Yeah, there we go. Nanny McPhee, The Queen's Gambit, Maze Runners. A lot of things. To name a few. Oh, yeah, Queen's Gambit. I do remember him in that. Yep. Um, Alan Rickman plays Harry. I mean... Hans Gruber. Hans Gruber's his most iconic role, but he is Severus Snape. I would say, I mean, secondly, I would say Snape. Barely secondly. Slightly ahead of Hans Gruber, but that's maybe just You're my right. age group. Because that's what we I mean, prefer. one of my favorite roles is Dogman when he plays the angel. You can also see him in Robin Hood, Princess Thieves, sheriff playing and... Snape, but they just call sheriff him Sheriff Nottingham. Nottingham. Right, right, right. <laughs> but he's just getting ready to play Snape. It's the role he was meant to play. And Dogma, yeah, shout Heartthrob out. Heartthrob Rodrigo Santoro plays Carl. Do I know him from anything else? He, was he in, looks familiar. He's in Lost, he's in Westworld, and he was in 300. Ah, uh, Lost. Uh, Billy Bob Thornton plays the, the President of the United States, Friday Night Lights. <laughs> Never been Santa. a fan. Armageddon. Um, I guess Cameron should. I mean, anybody I wants to do to it. Hurt nobody. I didn't mean to hurt nobody. You can eat them French fried taters. Maybe most, most known Sweet for boy. Mr. Woodcock. <laughs> Mr. Woodcock. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know that mainly as a preview on Shaun of the Dead DVD. Oh, is it? So we're kind of we're kind of dropped off the deep end here and into some sort of more cameo aspects of the movie. Rowan Atkinson. I'd say I'd say just fire off then. You know, just let's Rowan go Atkinson here. plays the Let jeweler, Mr. Bean. Uh, January Jones is in this movie for a second. Mad Men. Um, Adam Godley is the the, the 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 teacher at the end who's singing with with Joanna. Uh, Claudia Schiffer had a cameo in this movie. She was in Kingsman, Zoolander. She was like the um, like the yoga and instructor in Richie Claudia Rich. Sh- Have to bring up Richie Rich any chance I get. We'll never do it, though, for you. Shannon, just bring it up. Shan- so it's just one big tease. Shannon Elizabeth from American Pie is one of the, is one of the girls. Uh, Denise the Richards Americans, is one of the American the girls. Gals. That's yeah. really about it. Um, Th- this one's a pretty big cast, and almost everyone from it is a known name. So, I mean, we don't need to go on for, forever on these people. You, yeah. you know how most of these people are. For sure. Should we move it on to Unverified? 
Welcome to the Movie Phone and Cult Classics Podcast Unverified. It's November 2003, and currently in theaters, you could have seen Bad Santa, also with Billy Bob Thornton. The Cat in the Hat with Mike Myers. <laughs> Son of a gun. Sinbad, that animated mm-hmm. one, though, not to get confused with the... But no, not no, no, no. Rotel Sinbad Dorado. With, Sinbad. With, Wait, Kazam? Shazam? No. That whole thing? The one with the Matt, not Matt Damon, Ben oh, Affleck, Brad Pitt, we got there in the end. Uh, Master and Commander with Russell Crowe. Russell Crowe. Really well-made movie. Super, super boring. So I heard. Never got around to it. The Matrix Revolutions. We've come full and, and circle. Now we're back. Matrix now coming we're back. Out. 20 yeah. years later and we're back. And the forgettable Disney movie with a great Phil Collins soundtrack, Brother Bear. Oh, I thought you were going to say Tarzan. Nope. Tell everybody I'm on my way. That's, That's the one. But you chose Love Actually. Welcome to Unverified. Uh, going off of that, I chose Unverified. This was the most rented DVD in the UK in 2004. As it should have been. It's a great movie. Just the UK? You, you did not the US? What we have? Options. Probably not us. Options. Mm. Camera. We had Brother Bear and Matrix Reloaded. That's true. We had, oh, probably the Matrix beat it out. Because uh, I feel like I, 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 we rented this, but I don't remember it in theaters. So it's I don't very, know if I've ever seen Brother Bear. Um, it's forgettable. The budget was 50, 40 to forty-five million, and then it ended up making box office. I bet it'll be actually pretty low. No, it made like two hundred and fifty mil, two hundred forty-six million dollars worldwide. But to your guys' point, it does feel like it exploded in movie rental, definitely back in the day. And then and syndication also syndication later, yeah. on TV, big time. When did, when did movie rentals stop? Like, when was the heyday for movie rentals? I'd say Give me they a window. died in 2011. When casting the part for Sarah, uh, the, the Laura Linney part, uh, the casting person kept saying, I just want someone like Laura Linney, and they couldn't get it until finally uh, the casting director snapped and said, oh, for fuck's sake, then just get Laura Linney. And they did. <laughs> uh, the lake the lake which uh, Aurelia and and Colin first character Jamie are swimming in was actually like an 18-inch deep pond, essentially, and it was just riddled with mosquitoes. I, I think uh, it says here, Colin Firth was badly bitten and his elbow swelled up to the size of an avocado, requiring medical attention. What? Ooh. I guess we can all agree, though, that that pond or lake, that is just some murky water. Oh, Murky. When she jumped Uh, it. Oh, she's jumping in. Fuck. Let the pages Uh, go. They had to be on their knees and squatting down to make it look like they were swimming in that scene, which is crazy. Because it actually, it looked believable. I thought it did well. How did they, how did she dives in there? Yeah. How did they do that? It's called a shallow dive. They taught it to us in swimming lessons. They did. that up. Along uh, with the I like this. Uh, all the airport footage at the beginning and the end is actual real footage. Uh, the writer and the director, Richard Curtis, uh, had a team of camera people uh, just camped out at Heathrow for a week. And then anytime they caught something touching on film, they would just rush up and try to get them to sign in. Be like, oh, is it cool if you guys are in this movie? So all that footage is real. I like that. Th- that's such a heartwarming ending. Uh, Laura Linney said she wished that her character didn't pick up the phone. Wow, she's about to bang Carl. Who doesn't? I, I hate guess that what, Laura Lenny, everybody I think she's wanted to bang Carl. We all want to bang be Carl. It's going to be not a big talking point for me, but definitely something I'm going to bring up. So she's in agreement with oh, everybody. This is a really weird one. Apparently, knowing that Billy Bob Thornton has a weird fear of antique furniture, Hugh Grant would sometimes <laughs> flash pieces of furniture at him because it's just abundant in England, and he would freak out. What's the movie? So this was just something the actors did to each other? Yeah, he just, in real life, has a weird fear of antique furniture, and Hugh Grant would be like, oh, here's a chair. If they were walking around, because they were in you know England, and there's a lot of old shit around. 
This one's kind of interesting. What would you think of this as a plot point? Uh, Rufus, the the jewelry salesman, and the guy, and later with the ticket at the end of the movie, uh, Rowan Atkinson. He was actually more involved in the movie, and he was supposed to be an angel that was going to be like connecting each of the plot points and kind of have a moment where he helped tip scales in their favor. So that's like why oh, I'm glad that didn't. I'm glad that didn't. Happen. So that's like why he was trying to like hold up the 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 jewelry sale like in the mall, and why he was like they're blocking the airport to let the kid through. And apparently they feel more, but it just didn't make. It. The there only angel another... I like in a movie is um, it's a wonderful Clarence? life. A wonderful life. Yeah, I agree that. Who and what's his name? I'm sorry, Clarence. He just portrays mm-hmm. an angel so well. I don't think a lot of people can can pull that off. Like can the play simple cool that well. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what it is, but uh, I'm glad they didn't go that route. Oh, also just on that, another plot point they dropped, which I'm glad they did. They were going to make Sam the the drummer kid also be a gymnast. Don't call him a drummer kid. What? That's what he becomes drummer the boy, end. I drummer believe, boy. for the season. Well, I, they were going to make him a gymnast as well, so that daring run through Heathrow Airport, they actually filmed a bunch of like gymnastics parkour, but they played it to <laughs> test audience, and they're like, well, this is stupid. So they just cut it to like all the shots of him just running. If you can find a DVD, or I guess just go to YouTube, there's edited scenes, and it just looks ridiculous. It looks like a comedy. Oh, does, do they have footage of it still somewhere? Nice. Yeah, because he's like doing flips and jumping over the security guards, and it just <laughs> plays weird. <laughs> Uh, th- this one's kind of fun. Chris Marshall, uh, who goes to Wisconsin, he's the one he, he just wants to meet some American girls. And Retur- he's got a big knob. Returned his paycheck for the scene where three American girls undress him. And he said he had such a great time while having these girls undress him for like 21 takes that he's just willing to do it for free. And thus returned <laughs> his check. That is crazy. He should, he should keep the check too. Then he it's should even keep better. the check. Yeah, you got it's a win-win. Uh, this is one I found out a couple of years ago, and since then it's kind of put a weird vibe on the film when I watch it. But uh, despite their looks, uh, Kira Knightley is 17 in this, and the person who plays Sam is uh, was five years younger than him. So 12, her, right? Sorry, yeah, he was like, f- yeah, yeah, I think that's about right. He was 12, and she was it's, like 17. They always say women hit puberty before boys do, and this is a, maybe a grade A example. Hmm, the best. Well, example. it's just funny because when I saw this movie, I'm like, oh, she's like in her 20s and an adult, but she was really like two and a half years older than me, and right now she's still like two and a half years older than me. Yep. And you guys are really <laughs> like Sam's age, I suppose, when this movie came out. True. I guess Thomas uh, Sam's dad. Thomas Brody Sangster's dad taught him how to play the drums. He didn't know how to play the drums, so so I never really paid attention or noticed this, but I guess uh, I guess Emma Thompson's wearing a fat suit through the movie just to make her appear feel like appear a little less attractive, a more frumpy, yeah, for the role. But because she's so thin, they they padded her up. <clears throat> I I did read that, and it doesn't seem necessarily, and that's probably good that she's wearing a fat suit because most of those times it's egregious and over the top yeah. and kind of not it, it, it plays as mean rather than adding to the character but right what do you think did she need it i mean i didn't notice so i guess yeah it, so it worked it's fine. fine i guess she did look frumpy i suppose i suppose lucia moniz aurelia got the part as a result of a joke by a friend of hers who was a casting director um who sent her photos into this movie's casting director and ended up just getting the role kind of off of a prank, I guess. So that's kind of interesting. I feel like every three movies we get one of those <laughs> where someone's friend sent him in or he was dating the blah, 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 and was in the hallway kind of vibe. Those are always fun ones. No, you're like the those. bachelorette. 
The all-time one of those uh, was Matthew McConaughey from Days and Confused. He was just at a, a bar, bar and like yeah. got drunk with the casting director, right? And now he's Matthew McConaughey. True. Uh, this is the last one I have. Uh, this is just another drop plot line, but they did film a bunch of scenes. Uh, it was of the headmistress of the school, played by Anne Reed, and her dying lesbian partner, Francis de la Tour. And they had a whole plot point, but I just time they cut a, that story out, too. I don't even know how you could fit in another storyline in this fucking movie. Yeah, I know. I have one more that's kind of interesting. Uh, the credits at the end of the movie incorrectly list Tessa Niles as the performer in the Christmas concert scene. Um, Joanna does all of her own singing in All I Want for Christmas. Um, but Richard Curtis, the director, thought it sounded too good, and so he edited it to sound more like a child singing. And I still think it was good. And I still think it's yeah. too good. It was pretty fucking good. I'd love to it hear the It was good enough to where, before I heard that fact, I'm like, there's no way that kid is really singing. When I saw it originally, right? I don't know a lot of her work, but she's still like an R&B singer to this day. Nice. Singer-songwriter. Uh, this movie had a lot of facts, but uh, it's hard to, there was a lot of garbage in there, too. So if we missed a golden one, you know, write it under the movie poster. You know what to do. Uh, we're going to move on to questions. Comments. Animosities. Just comment. This is crazy. This Christmas movie's rated R. It has multiple nude scenes, has boobs. They drop the f bomb quite a bit. It's just crazy that this movie got in syndication. And granted, I know it's heavily edited, but just that this became a syndicated classic with just well, a rated R. Wait, I guess I'm. So I definitely saw the tits. Uh, where's the Where's the f bomb? I mean, Bill Nye he swears. I guess up they the just bunch. come. Everybody, everybody kind of. They swears. come off the, bit, the tongue of a British accent so easily. It just sounds sort of like part of their vernacular. That's I guess true. They definitely swear past more f bombs than the three that are allowed or whatever for two for PG thirteen. Okay. But well, even with on top of that, just the, <clears throat> the regular talk is just pretty realistic and just offhand. Do you want to know? Okay, so I I guess I didn't think it doesn't feel like a rated R movie. Although I know there's boobs and swearing but it's you know so lighthearted it's surprising but there wasn't to rewatch it for this pod um there wasn't anything mm-hmm. streaming so i just watched it on freeform on demand you know how most movies when they edit for tv will just redub over the swear word mm-hmm. it seems like they reshot scenes with pg-13 Clean. language oh and then even on top of that which is more crazy rather than working around the couple that's nude uh in the photo, in the in whatever capacity they're stand-ins, mm-hmm. they just cut them out of the movie yeah, entirely. I, I mean, that. Be, that think about line. how easy it would be for that, though. I mean, like they're not in a lot of scenes with other characters. Like easy peasy. No, yeah, you I can, know, you but it's just weird. Normally, whole, you don't that whole uh, plot point from the movie, and you wouldn't necessarily miss anything. I, you no, know what? Though it's not it's not unheard of. I like though, it, but I know, you just like, wouldn't uh, miss anything. I know Shaun of the Dead has an edited version where instead of the F word, it's funky. So there's like, they have like funny bloopers <laughs> really? where, they have, where they say the funky lines and stuff. Yeah. I mean, whichever way you look at it, I think this movie's better as a rated R movie just because of the language and not necessarily the boobs. Those don't really do much, but it, Bill Nye's character is so much funnier being able to swear. He just I, is. I agree. Do you think, do you think you. it, I guess here's a question, but do you think it, it um, sort of alienates an age group? Because it's rated R, and so it, I don't know, like no, because there is such a good syndication edited version that takes okay. like all that I out. Guess that's that, your like, point, right? Right. That, that, that's how I mean. It the real thing of... is that initially it would have <clears throat> alienated the box office, but did they think they were going to have this mega hit? No. It's crazier though that it became not just a classic, but a like a Christmas holiday family classic. True. With all, you know, 
with some adult content. Oh, I should point out this. In the edited version, rather than swearing in front of the Prime Minister, <clears throat> she's like, I could have done something weird, like kissed you on the cheek, and she kisses on the cheek, and I'm like, that play is way different yeah. than swearing in front of him. I don't know. It's just, it, they just, I don't know. Anyway. Uh, weird. Uh, just, just overall question, what is your favorite storyline? Story, that was one of my biggest questions. That's a great question. Um, Cameron, uh, take it off. What's your favorite? Uh Oh, well, um, it might be the Liam Neeson and the Sun one. That one's just kind of the most heartwarming and innocent. It's also unrealistic, and some of their dialogue sucks. But, like, that has, like, one of the most rewarding outcomes in the it's end, too. It's not I don't know. the most unrealistic, but it's still a good one. It's, it's a cute I one. would say the most heartwarming yeah. one, for sure. Sure. Yeah. What, they what sort of say? end the movie with it. I loved... I want to say it's... it's um, Bill Nye's character. Oh, that's true. That's as funny. the aging rock star. But that's more just comic relief. I agree with you, though, Cameron. It's the most entertaining storyline. Liam Neeson's is is probably the most heartwhelming. But for some reason, I'm torn between either, and I think it's because it's the to- two most romantic comedy esque storylines. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm torn between the author and Aurelia, even though I don't think that they should get together right or i kind of i kind of like the prime minister i think and, yeah so that's where I, i'm going I, hugh grant is my favorite um i do think the, the most realistic his, one, i think his is the best love story actually and as far as like a, just a couple one his is the best rewarding love story in it this movie's kind of interesting in the fact that there, there's a lot of different types of love right so uh mm-hmm. billy mac he just wants to be with his friend at the end there's that type mm-hmm. of love and then there's the the tough love with alan rickman um and I actually really do like that whole plot. It's of an all encompassing thing, and it's not just lovey dovey each story. I yeah, agree. exactly. There's, it shows different types of love and how it works out, and I don't know. Or also, doesn't. like on one note, right. it's kind of stereotypical the storylines they created, but I think they're nuanced enough with each um, little storyline that it, I don't know. It's a classic for a reason, you know. You want to watch it. There's so many other movies that try this that don't work. So. And again, we're not trying to win Oscars here. This is a, a no. Christmas rom com. Let's not try to take yeah. this too seriously, everybody. Uh, They're just, giving us what us wants, <clears throat> and I, I mean, I know we say this all the time, but the score really moves you through it. It's it's so whimsical and light. And off of that, though, I builds. do have a question though, because I saw there are other movies like uh, British productions I've seen since then that it seems like Shout this out Craig is Armstrong. It seems like this is a score that's been recycled through this film product. Like this, sure, it could be, it could be Bridget Jones. I don't know. But I think I've, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I think I've heard it a this, million times. But I this love is it. in love uh, in uh, about time. It has to be. It just I, is. yeah, I've heard it before, but I do love it. It, it works. That's why about the time. It. Definitely don't like that movie as a whole, but man, that I do. I don't know why. Story. It's a good father son story. Father son story just works for me. Another Bill Nighy one. Uh, just off of my question before, mm. what's your least favorite story, or what's like a storyline you think could be it's cut for time? Not even close. It's Laura Lenny's character. I absolutely hate that storyline. I agree. I could cut that for time. I understand why they cut the Martin Freeman one. I mean, just because of the, the crassness of it, but okay. it is funny. Uh, the Laura Lenny one is just so frustrating. I'm not. I I think her character should. I mean, I'm not saying she has to end up with her coworker, but she's making it frustrating. She doesn't have to answer all her brother's calls. Agreed. And especially in where they're about to have sex, I'm like, just th- this is on you, Laura Lenny. It's endearing that she cares for her brother, but 
Maybe it's because Laura Lenny plays the type of character that ends up being a little annoying in a lot of movies. I'm just predispositioned to be annoyed by her, or I'm annoyed by her, and I don't like it. So that's mine. That's my that. choice, okay? Also, just animosity against that hospital. It seems like they should be able to monitor that brother's phone calls a little more to make sure it's not, like, uh, yeah, why does he have a cell phone? aggressive. Aggressive like Yeah, that. I'm not saying that we have a... Uh, um, one flew over the kook in that situation. Yeah, no, like, but... bad, but, you know... Don't let him call all the time. <laughs> and definitely don't let him just wind up and hit twice, you know what I mean? Last thing I'll say about Laura Lenny's character, it's not her fault that this is how the script is written, but how she keeps calling her brother, oh, oh my darling. That is my biggest animosity. My love, my darling, my dove. I, I just, hate it. I can't Come take on, it. guys. Have a and fucking Carl's heart. Out of her it's league. Christmas. Carl's just out of her league, too. Mark, I have three sisters. Do you know what they called me growing up? They called me boy. <laughs> If I that was their term of endearment for me. I'm just saying, Rodrigo Santoro. I'm not answering that phone for nothing. Those are oh. those, he's got a sweaty hog that dreamy. just won't quit. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. That's why I'm so annoyed by her. It's just ignorant. It's so ignorant that she would do that. No, I agree. That's uh, actually the one I would. For, got for to. me, it's it's, the, it's just it's the, the most Mark, frustrating. It's the Mark Kira Knightley one. I don't like that. It just don't I get pull, that. don't don't be weird with your friend and like don't, don't be a fucking weirdo. Or at least um, we could have taken another can... twist. We could have kept her in the movie, and it's just the new young love, a married couple. Maybe they're having issues, but the friend part is weird. Yeah, it is uncomfortable. I, I would have rather them just end up together instead of this, like, yeah, that's, that all, that's the... all I needed. That is, no, it's it, not, because you're still going to be fucking I, it weird. Ends she kissed he you says the mouth. We, yeah, he says weird stuff at the end. Like, enough. That's it. It ends now, or something weird like that. But you know, so, yeah, agreed. It, it plays weird. Where I've never when I watch of... it, I do almost want them to get together, even though I have nothing against the f- husband. Yeah, that sucks about Peter. So, Sorry, Peter. I don't want them to get together because it doesn't make sense. But now that you say it, I've never thought of this. Maybe you know, maybe it'd be more rewarding if they did. Except it was completely unrequited love. She just got married to his best friend. He's a creeper, albeit. A DIYer, you got to give them that. I don't have, I just spell so poorly. There's no way I could do that. I will. Thing. Oh, yeah, you can. It's just going to, you got to clip out magazines. It's going to look like a murderer. <laughs> oh, yeah. I Pepe Sylvia, Pepe Sylvia. <laughs> if they give us more backstory, um, like that they all grew up together and that, like, it was sort of like a just friend situation where they, they, they had hinted something. at him, but they, they didn't. Well, they, they at least hinted that you were never friendly, but they didn't exactly go there. I get it. So it, it it's weird that if it was an entire movie just based off of those three storylines, mm-hmm. that'd be super endearing, and those two should get together. Maybe. Um, but in this, where they're just one-ninth of a movie, you're like, what the fuck is this guy and doing? Not after, not after the wedding, not after creeper. marriage, right? Like, maybe it's an engagement photo shoot or something that's... that that. Makes that it a little less I fucking have two big animosities weird. about the whole wedding thing. We all grew up in this time. We uh, we messed around with early digital cameras that you could mm-hmm. use at home. That guy's not getting that footage from the wedding um, from Keira Knightley that we've seen, and it's very edited, which is even more. Oh weird. yeah, he's That's, been working on that. I don't like that one. Yeah, since the, day yeah. One. I was thinking the same thing for a handheld camera. That is creepy good. Plus, we saw him at the wedding. He wasn't like. Right in her face, he was in the corners being all. <laughs> and not weird. all that footage is from the wedding. Everybody's like, "Geez, you're being weird." Seems like he's just like, "Sorry, was that triple wheeling on some of these dates?" Like, not all that's from the wedding. <laughs> <laughs> it didn't feel like it. Yeah, he was he was way on the center. A lot of this seems to be from the bushes out our window. Um, <laughs> yeah, right, exactly. 
uh, just comment, uh, just romantic. I like the idea of typing something out on a typewriter, but just with my spelling, I could never do it. I need autocorrect. I need the internet to help me along the way. I'm trying to think what movie it is that reminds me of that, but like the shining kind of, you have to like double hit almost each letter to make sure it's dark enough or printed. And I'm, I'm trying to think. From a romantic standpoint, I would love to just type anything on a typewriter, but I can't. I won't yeah. be able to. We used to. Unless I just did my name and really nailed it. <laughs> I could see myself messing up Jordan. Jones yeah, you put that. it in the paper at the wrong spot and it just types in the middle. And you're like, ah, shit. Ah, <laughs> Jordan shit. doesn't have a Y. Son there of a bitch. There goes this piece of paper. Oh, you're good stationary. Um, I, I'd say that his storyline, um, the best friend has aged the worst that the internet has roasted. That he's um, a toxic male. Well, it's but just like, yeah, he is. Well, it is funny whatever. that his storyline stands out as like one of the most iconic scenes from this movie. That when people do the imagery, it's the card scene. The cards. Oh, 100%. Here's yeah. kind of funny. Here's a big I, fucking animosity about the card scene. What if Peter just comes out like, oh, carolers. Love carolers. Come Mark, out. He'll, let's, he'll never come out. Everyone knows how much he hates carolers. Mark? What? What a boyfriend. I mean, the, the whole scene probably took a minute and a half, but she leaves the apartment and goes and kisses him. Keira Knightley does. What's the husband even doing? He's like, where'd you go? How long have you been gone? What's well, also going just on? like, it will clearly sound Careless, like, oh, man. they have like a whole music, like they, they have music accompaniment and like, it sounds clearly like a song and not like a recording. Care. Yeah. Like, um, do you want to know what, what, um, storyline to kind of piggyback mm-hmm. off this that aged a lot weirder that in today's standards didn't seem like a big deal What's back that? in the day. It's really Alan Rickman's character. It's not that he's just cheating with a coworker. It's how he pushes Laura Linney's character to date somebody else in the office. And he's their yeah, boss. Yeah, that's always been weird. He's like, you love him, don't you? Aren't you going to marry him and have babies? That a lot of line for sure. different today than it did in 2000. You know what? Uh, just an overall animosity I kind of have is just, I really, Alan Rickman's character is really cheeky and he's fun in this movie and he's likable. And I just kind of hate that his character is so dickish because it seems like he's cutting loose in this one. It's oh, Alan Rickman having fun. I was about to say, he's just really not likable though. He well, at the beginning is, he's no, cheeky oh, and he's fun. But like, sure. I wish we could have made Alan Rickman a likable character in this one. Um, but I absolutely hate his character, and it's it's outside of Laura Linney. The most, it's just so sad. It's just. Oh, such I have a one downer. that might be able to top that though. Animosity. I hate the depiction of Billy Bob Thornton as the the president. <laughs> it makes me gives oh, me I'm the willies. I don't like it up. at all. I get what they're doing. They're trying to make him a Bill Clinton. Yeah, they're making him a cowboy. Right? I get it. He's just too strong. Um, and you know what really really annoys me about their character choice mm-hmm. with him. It's the ties they put them in. They're so not presidential. Mm-hmm. They have like a purple flashy yeah, so what, tie. So what is in that? One that's, scene. that's maybe 2003. Because even in that wedding scene, Peter's wearing like like a, a magenta, like a undershirt yeah. and a magenta tie. It's like that's just so not what you would be wearing at a wedding. And then like you're saying, yeah, like he's wearing like a yellow tie or a purple tie, whatever it is. You got two options. Like our our president wears like no, you know, the same thing. I think that means he's like a like a We're, socialist or like a libertarian or something like that. He's he, he's not. Oh he's yeah, not yeah. Now, now all tie colors yeah, do have exactly. a color. You know, I'll just even extend that That's to you. Just the the American girls. Everyone has just like a weird bad Southern accent, and I get it. They're you know accentuating it, but the movie's a little long. It is. Oh, for sure. This movie could be In an fact, hour and fifty minutes, and it's it's two twenty. Um, yeah, you could cut scenes. I mean, in all honesty, you could I, probably just end it with the the Christmas pageant. I think mm, yeah, that oh, wouldn't be terrible. Sure. 
Well, you got to fit in the. Well, no, you don't need the airport scene. You don't even have to go to the airport. Yeah, it's just like. Yeah, we can skip that. I mean, maybe syndication has it right. You probably just cut one of the storylines of your choosing. But I think, and that's the all honesty. Like we said in Unverified, I think it actually got cut down from like a three-hour movie to what we see now. Because mm-hmm, there's already the two storylines at least we know of that they and cut an out. Angel C- yeah, exactly. So at that Christmas pageant, pretty big animosity. Why is there a kid with Spider-Man paint face in the Christmas pageant? <laughs> it seems like the Brits just let it ride. They combined three schools there, together. Like, I read off the list, man. but there wasn't a Spider-Man out that year, was there? I mean, it was big still, but. 2003, did, um, did Tony Wire's Spider-Man not come out like right around then? I mean, you know, I'm sure we were around, oh. you know, in between or going on with them, yeah. Yeah, this would have been like between his first and second one probably for sure because it was 2003. Okay, so I have uh, overall, this used to be a big Christmas classic for me that I watched per- mm-hmm. perennially. But then I kind of got bored of it, and it could have been the runtime. I don't know. It doesn't help. And I hadn't watched it. For, I hadn't watched it for a few years. And in a weird way, I kind of replaced it by, like, the holiday. Maybe because it's easier to watch. But rewatching it this time for the podcast, I, it reminded me. Oh, I really. This is a really touching, warm, light movie that it's, I. Enjoy. It's charming. It's heartwarming. Will I watch it next year for Christmas? It's more Christmassy than than four Christmases, but it's way less Christmassy than like Home Alone or Santa Claus or like it. Oh, I think yeah. you said this it's, kind of off air, Jordan, but quite... you, you could listen to this podcast in Ju- in July, but I could also probably just watch Love Actually in like July. Because really, it's just a rom-com. That's true. Yeah. I'd say it's more romantic comedy than yeah, 100%. a Christmas movie. But I will say this. I like, a, I like a rom-com set at Christmas, it turns out, and the Hallmark Channel is like, oh, do you? Because <laughs> we'll do nothing but that all year And then round. Disney so, you know, Channel's like, hey, we heard a little rumor from Hallmark that you guys like doing a... <laughs> oh, you like boyfriend yeah, for Netflix, Christmas? Yeah, Hulu, and Amazon's like, everybody in the pool. <laughs> um, okay, I got, I got rapid-fire animosities for how bad of a prime minister Shoot him. Hugh Grant's Shoot him off. Shoot him sure. off. Um... The speech calling us bullies, that is going to backfire maybe later that day. <laughs> filled up, filled up, filled Real up. bad call. Uh, very reactionary from his girlfriend getting hit on. Um, two, firing his uh, someone he has a crush on. He's like, you got to get rid of her just because I don't like her. Really unprofessional. But the No, he did that one, because like, you better get rid of her because I'm going to bone her in the, in the Oval Office <laughs> version of Prime Minister's Office. This is a sexual harassment case just waiting to happen. <laughs> Okay, so maybe that was forward thinking. I'll take that as a pro and not a con against him. But the biggest con <laughs> is that after he received Natalie's letter, where she's like, I love you, blah, 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 XOXO, he had his private driver drive him and go door to door. You're the goddamn prime minister. Even Chris she probably had a return. Well, she it's she a, worked for you, so you definitely have scene, her records. But that he couldn't have any more forward thinking to find her in a different way. Don't they have whatever like MI six or something? Get her fucking address. It's not even that hard. Get she her phone number. She worked for you. Yeah, like she's on they have her information. Yeah, like it's very easy yeah. to find. She's not, she's got a she billing even, address. What are we talking about here? She even said she was living with her parents all the time. Like it's ignorant. I think he's nothing but garbage. He's not going to be up for re-election. I can't believe it's come to this. <laughs> His I think policies are all off. <laughs> Just red flag after red flag of ignorance. Yes, it was fun to see him dance throughout oh, whatever they trickle call Trickle down on Hugh Grant hated yes. that scene because he thought a prime minister would never do that. Well, there's also I agree. There's also a deeper unverified, which I feel like the actual prime minister was like, 
You know, I all th- I th- in like a speech after he met with like George Bush was like, now I all think you want me to pull like a Hugh Grant in Love Actually right now, but uh, turns out there's a tomorrow and a next day w- in, in real <laughs> life. And you actually have to keep some like relationships. Uh, I don't know. There's a whole thing that he like brought up Love Actually, which is kind of interesting. That's crazy. Uh, so so they all recognize that it was just uh, politically a horrible thing. Yeah. yeah he, uh, and the hammer's going to come yeah, down. Yeah, Billy like, Bob Thornton. Yeah. You. Uh, no I, have a f- I have a few things to talk about with the school pageant. Should we start with the fact Go that on. Sam learned the drums in maybe a week? Oh, I did want to ask you guys that. Is he a savant level like uh, Smalls is from... Like, um, yeah, kind of. Like Smalls is... <laughs> He's not playing anything like super he- complex, but like the fact that he went from not knowing the drums to being able to play that song in like a week is crazy. But he's doing more than just the beat. He makes a couple runs in there. Yeah, he has some fills here and there, but it's mostly just like a like wife. As a kid who's learned a couple instruments growing up, like I feel like as a as a parent, the last instrument I want my kid to be like involved in is the fucking drums. Like a drum set. Could you imagine getting like an eight year old a fucking drum set and him just wailing on that thing like animal from from fucking was it Sesame Street Muppets? And if I'm Liam Neeson Muppets. and I found out there are Muppets. background dancers that we could have silently been training for in your room, I'm gonna be so mad. <laughs> Guys, right, those right. background dancers, bring I didn't know it. who was gonna bring them up. I will say this about the background dancers of the pageant: they're the most believable school pageant background dancers I've ever True. seen. They did not get professionals. They involved. go to that school. They got me and you that lived in Britain at the time. They're like, you guys dance? It's like not really. It's like, come on, we'll get you some costumes. <laughs> It was very realistic. Kind of like on that, just animosity or just kind of just weird comment. Hold on, hold on. Before we, before we move on, could that kid have learned drums that much in two weeks? No. I don't think so, right? No, not at all. It's impossible, right? Unless I don't think it's impossible, spot. but we're talking about little fucking Sam We're talking about here. love, Jordan. Yeah, we're talking about well, love. I get it. I'd say you're more just ignoring the fact that your mom's dead, but whatever you're into, <laughs> you know? Yeah, you can really dive into something hard when, when your mom passes. <laughs> well, also just animosity going off that, though. Like, it's kind of weird how much of this pageant is really kind of focusing on this one girl's ability to sing. Oh, you mean the most talented person in three schools are not going to give a lot of action to Yeah, Cameron? that's true. You're right. I mean, her talent was... Uh, she's the most talented person in that shitty part of town. And it seems you know, like she's flying to America Soho. for tour. Yeah, and then all the parents from the kids were like, you didn't tell me the prime minister was going to be there. Another bad just prime minister move. Like, she is just on him like a bunch. Then at the airport at the end, just making out with him. Like, any politician, I don't want to see that. Keep it classy. Oh, I hate that. That guy doesn't fly. That guy doesn't come in and out of the airport like a common folk. Well, like you said. He may not have Air Force One, but he plies. Jordan, like you said, not up for re-election. No, he's a fucking. <laughs> or maybe that's why. That's a year later. And he's no longer. That's it. He's no longer the prime minister. It's one year later. It's next Christmas, and he's a regular guy. I'm picturing that guy went to the U.S. and bought a coach ticket. <laughs> he's like, oh, what? You guys can get me a plane? Holy shit! Turns out he was grab ass and his mistress at a K through twelve Christmas pageant. Okay, either this is great by their. Secret Service or bad, but she runs in and almost tackles him, and nobody stopped her at the airport. I mean, the year before, Sam just gets through, and he nowadays he just would be shot. Same thing. Just yeah, well, hold on. There. We talk. No, I'm saying she gets to the prime minister of their country. Yeah, but she's you know in the detail. Cameron, okay, Cameron, okay. to your point a little bit there, they talk about 9-11 at the start of the movie, the Twin Towers. Oh, that's true. So security shocking, would have already way. been... But oh, this, is, this is post. This right. is that's what I'm saying. Come on, Sam. Like Post 9-11, you're going to pull a stunt like this? Like Welcome to the no-fly list. 
Mm, true. Yeah, Sam is never going to get to go to America to see what's her name because he can't. So, like, Cameron, you're not right. He might have gotten shot, rubber bullet or not. It's he's going down. Uh, also, they're not just letting him go there at the end like that. Like he's getting dragged yeah. into a facility. Oh, he's in love. Sorry. Oh, we didn't know. Well, we still beat him on the way here. <laughs> oh, oh, this actually made me think. I assume that Sam has no aunts and uncles. We see that he has grandparents at the funeral, but is it kind of weird that he ends up living with Liam Neeson? I don't know how long he was a stepdad for, but... No, it happens in uh, season Dexter season three, four. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't know. That's a if good you're point. playing along at home, Cameron just brought up Dexter. He is rewatching. I'm on it. season six. Maybe I'm also on gonna... episode twelve of Thirty Rock, season one. Hey, Thirty Rock's not too bad, is it? Maybe Sam is doing it for Liam. Liam Neeson just he he wants the to distraction. Stick for Liam, yeah, because Liam's going through some tough times. Nah, he meets Claudia Shifford at the end. He's fine. We find out a year later he's shacking up with someone else, and now Sam has a brother. Speaking of um. Sort of what we find. Does that mean Sam's dad t- is dead too? That he doesn't, or just out of the picture? You think Sam's terrified to die at thirty-two? <laughs> since both of his parents died before he was like ten. Yeah, that's a separate. Causes. Well, he does look frail, like he could have some sort of heart condition. <laughs> he does look really frail. I didn't question, even think about that. Where's question Sam's here. family? Have you guys heard Sorry, of red? No, no. Have you question? Have you guys heard of Red Nose Day? Red Nose no. Day. Uh, yeah, yeah, we do it here, right at CVS's. So what? What are you? You pulling a bit here? You doing a buffet of bits? No, isn't it like the Patch Adams shit? Like you can buy red no, nose and give to no, like cancer no. relief? It, no, maybe. Well, actually, <laughs> actually, that? actually, that actually may be a thing. Uh, but it's it's a sequel they did for this movie where they tied all the loose ends. It was like a TV short. Uh, it came out in 2017, and they pretty much told you where everybody else is at. Oh, Emma Thompson wow. wasn't a part of it since Alan Rickman passed before the. Uh, before mm. the little short came out, Aww. so she's like, "I don't want to be a part of it if he can't." But they like, they tied all the loose ends up. Aw, the worst the the worst thing no, is that's like that, the biggest tight end I would want to. They're the biggest thing I would want to figure out. Is how's the well? You were a big tight end in high school, weren't you? I, I, so I, I kind of I haven't seen it either, but I I went on to read that um, Peter and Juliet are still happily married, and and Marcus just n- they seem being like they less of a be. weirdo. Oh no! It's still in there. Yeah, he's still. You don't do that. You don't do that to to your best friend on Christmas Eve for crying out loud. Him just filming someone else, and it's the plot of you now on Netflix. (laughs) Right, right. He's just he's just Joe Gold Goldberg. Well, how they they end the scene with him, right? He's like, "That's enough." And then in the sequel, it's like, "For now." But I'll say this, even though it was a weird move, nobody in 2003 thought it was creepy. Not as. I don't know if they thought it was romantic, but it was something. Nobody's like, this guy's a murderer, but now we all are like, this guy might be a murderer. You guys ever, here's a good question. You guys ever just have a good cry to Joni Mitchell? Me too. I did, after this movie, <laughs> have like a Joni Mitchell phase like two Christmases ago, but... Uh, yeah, Cameron was telling me to go through Joni. I mean, I listened to a lot of just the sound, just the I've... album that was used with this uh, movie. <laughs> he's straight. He's doing laundry. Get out. Alone yeah, that mo- that song got a few plays last Christmas. When it rains. Should we try to undertake the daunting recasting? Let's try to do it. Yeah, let's try. I think it's going to be you and me uh, kicking this off. 
you know what? Just just list whoever we have. Uh, no, there's no real lead character, so it doesn't really matter. Let's kick it off with Kira Knightley. Who'd you have as her? Kira Knightley, uh, Juliet. I'd put Daisy Ridley. Okay, yeah, it looks like that yep. totally makes sense to me. Uh, I did Emma Watson. Oh, nice. I like that. I like both. Yeah, both those work for me. Um, how about uh, Mark? He's the one that does the cards. We'll just kind of keep it maybe in their vicinity. Did you do him? The dude I did Walking Mark Dead? does the cards. I did um, Robert Pattinson. Yeah, okay. Hmm. I'm fine with that. So, uh, you know, he's been so growing on me over the years. What's funny in this one, like, I'm going to run the gamut on just a lot of British English British actors, actors, actors that yeah. I know. So you're going to... We're going to have a lot of uh, different recastings than we're used to, but they're pretty much going to be all English and British. So, Cameron, who'd you have? Nice. Uh, Tom Hiddleston, because he's uh, uncomfortable and awkward, and he would lean in. Love it. Duke Peter, the the boyfriend of the motherfucker of this love triangle. Or the the husband, I guess. The husband? I actually didn't do him. John Boyega, the new Star Wars. Oh, nice. I think he'd be good. Yeah, yep. I'm cool with that. Yeah. Let's just kind of keep going through. Did you do Just Judy? Or I didn't do Just Judy. Uh, I actually missed her, but I did do Martin. I, I did, did as well. Counterpart. Simon, Simon Pegg. Yeah. Simon Pegg. Simon Pegg. Ooh, I like that. He's, it's a, I like that. I will say this, though. Here, what do you think of this, though? I did also throw Simon Pegg as the uh, Atkinson one, as the jeweler, as like that angel guy who's just kind of aloof and causing delays. <laughs> why do I, yeah, why do I want him to do that? Too. I want that, the other guy fine. for that, for the jeweler. Uh, the Cornetto guy um, in the shot of the- oh, oh I- Nick Nick Frost Nick Frost that'd be fun I actually put Nick Frost as the, the engineer manager to yes Bill okay so who'd you I have did, as the manager uh, I did Rob Reiner ooh Spinal okay. Tap like the, the the for the manager yeah. that works for me and so right off the bat let's just go Christopher Guest or, I'm sorry Billy Mack there I did Christopher Guest okay fun and kooky I like that I I'm trying to think this of who else could do one. something like he- Bill Nighy but th- that's as close as I could get. I don't like mine. I'm going out on a limb here, but Hugh Laurie House, uh, he is British, and he actually is kind of funny and cheeky in a lot of interviews I see him in, but he usually plays a stern character. Can I give you a non-Brit and let them maybe do an accent, but I, I, it's more the lanky aspect and his own timing? This is sure. This is a Jeff Goldblum role. Ooh, that's pretty I actually pretty love good. that. And I don't, think, I don't think it needs to be uh, an English accent necessarily. I mean, we could just do current Johnny Depp. He's pretty kooky and does Cam- accents anyway. Cameron, let's move on to Alan Rickman. That's where I had my Hugh Laurie. Okay, I'm with um, that. Alan Rickman. Harry. Ooh, I might have accidentally missed it. It looks like I don't have it. Sorry. No, that, that's, that's a good fine. one, though. Um, that Hugh Laurie one's good. Plus, he also... I don't love it, but... It, uh... so, no, I'm you. saying Thank for you. as Alan Rickman. Yeah. Character. Oh, that works a little better. I, I'm, just, I'm thinking of, uh, of House. a lot better. Is all I'm thinking. Uh, yeah. Uh, let's do Karen. Maybe ben- Benedict Cumberbatch there. Actually, I'll throw him in. Oh, that wouldn't be bad either, yeah. Let's do Karen, his, his uh, wife, uh, Emma Thompson. Uh, Kate Winslet. Get her from a cameo uh, in the Titanic good. to just a straight-up uh, role. She belongs in this movie, she too. Does, yeah, she's, she's in this movie somewhere. It's not there for me, but I put Natasha Richardson. She's the mom from the Lindsay Lohan parent trap. Oh, they actually oh, I thought there, I the thought that person. was Emma Thompson, to be honest. Yeah. They're they're very similar. Yeah, I get that. In fact, I'm all for that. Cool. Nice. Um, let's do Daniel uh, Liam Neeson's character. Uh, oh, I actually like mine. Sean Bean. I did Daniel Craig. Ooh, that's good. Ooh, that's Ooh, good Daniel too. Craig works for me. Both are good. 
Uh, yeah, actually, that works for me pretty I, I well. Feel like, okay, I, I feel like one. Liam Neeson, Daniel Craig, this. and Sean Bean are maybe like the same kind of guy. I don't know. Like they, they could easily play anything. A lot of taken. the same roles. Those yeah, are all. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'll throw mine in the mix because I don't think this one's bad. Uh, Colin Farrell. Yeah, that's not yeah, bad. Yeah. He seems like a stepdad too. There you go, Jordan. Hey, thanks. Let's do Jamie. Um, Colin Firth's character. Uh, ooh, I like this one. I did Damian Lewis. Uh, he's the redhead from Band of Brothers. He's like the main character. Kind oh. of. I'm trying to think of other things you would. Yeah, I came yeah. across him, and I, really... I wasn't sure if I wanted him there, but I love that. I, so thank you. I thank actually you. got. I think he's a, a really good actor, and I always want to put him places, but I just kind of forget. I think I got a better one. Um, from about got... time, Domel Gleason, the redhead. That's also yes. That's I mean, good. they I was used him later. Was that, on, the, that's was that just off the dome? Yeah, I always. I mean, he seems like he could play a writer. That's good. I went get cheated. I on. went a little. I went bridesmaids. Uh, Chris O'Dowd. Oh, nice. Okay. That works. Ooh, for I sure. like Chris O'Dowd a lot. I forgot about he. Could, ooh, I would make. Chris, you know what? I would actually put Chris O'Dowd as Colin because he's got a big knob. Oh, funny as that character. Too. Oh, let's, let's, go really let's go to him. Let's go to him. I think I have him. I actually didn't. So I that's did, who I'm putting. I didn't Eddie Red Rain. Sorry, Eddie Red, Eddie Red Redmayne. Redmayne. Uh, yeah, he's not. I'm not a huge enough. fan of him either. But I thought about putting him somewhere, but he, like I didn't. He's the he's the boyfriend that sleeps with Colin Firth's wife. Oh, you mean his, or the the brother? His brother. Yeah. Let's do Sarah and Colin. Uh, no, Sarah and Carl. I do I, have a Sarah. I've had this the whole time. This is the only one I wrote down. That was my Kate Winslet. Oh, oh okay. That's where you yeah. put her. Oh, I, I like nice, Kate nice, Winslet, nice. so I picked somebody that I also don't like for this role because I don't like the character. I just went Sarah Paulson. She's American. Oh, you know what? I actually did Sarah Paulson because I know you don't like <laughs> both of these actresses. So I was like, who's someone Jordan doesn't like? I'm like, yeah, Sarah Paulson will probably get his vote. That's it. That's that's the only one I knew that I would do. I would stick with. I she they're just they just play unlikable characters. No, I got the same one, so I'm with you. Okay. Cool. The last person I have is the prime minister. So, Mark, did you have a, any other people I can try I to go off the Aurelia, dome? I have the president. I have Mia. Ooh, Aurelia, I'm going to go um oh my god, I'm spacing on her name from Knives Out in the new Bond movie. Okay, gotcha. Anna Day. I'm going to do Anna oh, Day Armas for Aurelia. Fuck. That's a great. That's that, good. that beats me. I did I did um Paz Vega. She's she's the the love interest in Spanglish. Oh, Ooh. nice! Shout out to Spanglish. Uh, I like that too. Good movie. I actually not. I love mm. Ana de Armas. I'm just that's in. A uh, great I'm in love with. The, I'm in love with Ana de Armas right now. So that's just you know can't go wrong. We didn't do Carl. I did Orlando Bloom, some sort of sexy motherfucker. Oh, Carl! I didn't have Carl. Uh, who's the kid from um, Narnia Two? Prince Caspian. I'm putting Prince Caspian there. Okay. Uh, Mia, the receptionist. Uh, Emily Blunt. I don't know. Oh, that's good actually. Uh, Kate Beckinsale, off the top of my head. I like nice, Emily Blunt better. Uh, but and you know what's weird? It we seems didn't like she wouldn't about... be as much a home wrecker. She's a real bad character. Prime Minister, I did Jude Law. I did Jude Law too. Ooh, it's a Jude. That's, that's the last one I actually. We were doing the holiday. That's but the last one I had written down. That's a Jude Law character. That's still. A it has really to be good charming. One. It has to be someone like up in that charming level of this Hugh Grant. You know, mm-hmm. little Sam. I did little Daniel Radcliffe. Maybe. I like. Don't hate that. I would do that kid from uh, no from Finding Neverland. Who we, oh, I forget sure. his name. Yeah. Okay, let's move on to Mount Rushmore. Top four. Top four. Top four. Mount Rushmore. Top four. 
right, welcome to Mount Rushmore Top 4. Thanks for sticking around till the end. Um, we didn't pick a Christmas category. We didn't pick a romantic comedy category. In honor, not necessarily of this character, um, we're doing fictional presidents in movies because Billy Bob Thornton plays a fictional president of movies. I won paper, rock, scissors, so I get to go first. I'll tell you what, Billy Bob Thornton is so unlikable in this movie that we're finding our favorite fictional presidents now to <laughs> yeah. cleanse our palates. We're giving you great examples after just seeing one of the biggest missteps in casting in, in years. I'm doing Bill Pullman, Independence Day. Ooh, that was that was in my top three, so, so I can't good. hate on that. He's got the speech. Give me, yeah, give me a little bit of the speech. Give, give me a little bit. Because today is our Independence Day. I, I, I don't have a moment of the speech. So does know. this mean I can't do Bill Pullman from Independence Day 2? If you've seen the movie, I wouldn't say that on a podcast. No, yeah, you can do that. Is he still the president? I don't think so. Is he the president or is he the former president? I think he's former president. Well, that's that's oh, funny. Mark. Like a lot of these, you look up and they're like, "Well, he just filled in for the president. He's he's the <laughs> acting president." <laughs> yeah, you get a lot of those. Uh, Mark, you're number two. Who's your favorite fake president? Adeline, <laughs> get off <laughs> my plane! It's Love Harrison it, Ford. You know what? That was my number one. My one and two are gone. I can't hate either of those answers. It's Harrison Ford. Get off my fucking plane. We got to do that. We got to do Air Force One someday. What I love about Harrison Ford is that my shitty Adeline impression that doesn't exist in the movie at all has become this (laughs) podcast's impression. Adeline. (laughs) Turns out it's just Harrison Ford being like, I need to land my fucking plane. And he still can't do that. So I'm finding that a lot of my uh, presidents here are going to... Uh, okay, so... Fine, fuck it. I'm doing <laughs> uh, Bruce Greenwood from National Treasure 2. He plays the president in that like one scene. He's just like a fine, dude, smooth, like kind of younger president. That's a but great pick, dude. To, I really love that What pick. I wanted to do as a trick, though, was do Robin Williams at Night at the Museum, but he is playing a real president. Uh, the, fact that he's, no. the fact that he's fake... He's a fake wax person. He's not really the president, so it uh, almost worked. He tried to... Yeah, okay. He tried to split the jury. Uh, um, but uh, which gets me to the next part. Who is our number four? Who are some honorable mentions for you can guys? Can I throw out one of my... We've done this movie, and mm-hmm. it, it just is... It wouldn't have been something I thought of before we did the movie, but Jack Nicholson and Mars Attacks. Across the I thought about Aaron Eckhart with the whole White House or the Olympus Has Fallen series, but it's not. I don't. Enjoy, he's too young. It's so too, the, the yin to your yang there is, is Morgan Freeman in The Angel Has Fallen, Olympus Has Fallen. He played. I do like Morgan well, he Freeman plays a good more president. as a president. Yeah. Also, True. Morgan Freeman a Deep Impact. It almost seems like we should just throw Morgan Freeman up there. I think yeah. that Danny Glover plays it in either like San Andreas or one of those movies. Day After Tomorrow, maybe. Yeah, it's one of them. Yeah, I can't remember yeah. what, which exactly. <laughs> Hold up. Look, it says Sharknado. Oh, hell no. Mark Cuban plays the president. <laughs> oh, I don't like nice. that. Good for, good <laughs> there, for him. A I know it's not a movie, but we just have to make an honorable mention to Martin Sh- uh, Martin Sheen. Uh, in in West Wing, I mean, he may be the yeah, best true. fictional president of all TV and cinema. Danny Glover does yeah, 2012. Oh, uh, 2012. That's pretty much San Andreas. Uh, not quite the list, but just to give out also some shout outs: Josh Brolin for W, Daniel Day Lewis for Lincoln, and Greg Kinnear for that JFK thing. Oh, and then John Adams, of course, with um. Oh, I just based on his name. Um, Paul Giamatti with Paul, Paul Giamatti John also Adam, yeah. with um, the John Adams series. Just good depictions of real presidents. 
You know what? Leslie Nielsen and Scary Movie 3. Ooh, that's fun. Nice. That's, that's fun. That makes a list. That's an honorable match for a list. Um, that Kennedy series with Greg Kinnear, it's okay. Oh, I heard good things. I mean, I but you're never going to watch it. There's too many TV options now. True. There are a lot of good options out there for TV or movies, so let us know some of your favorite fictitious presidents on TV and movies. But thanks for listening to our take on Love Actually. If you like what you heard, make sure you like and subscribe on your favorite podcast app. And as always, we're just a grassroots small podcast. We don't pay for any advertising, so the only way we can grow is through your kind recommendations. So if you have friends or family that you think would like our little movie club, make sure you let them know about it. You can find us at Cult Classics Pod on social media, and you can write in your movie request at cultclassicspodcast at gmail.com. We'll check you next week, guys. Bye. Bye.